Where else can you go to not only find the information on how to train your dog, but the best deals on training equipment as well? Standing Stone Supply has everything you need to create that next versatile champion from DT system electronics down to even emergency med kits to take with you on your hunting trips. If you need some help with your training program, then their step-by-step online course might be a great fit for you, making it a convenient one-stop shop for the knowledge as well as the gear to take your training to the next level. Hit up standingstonesupply.com and promo code GDIY will save you 10%. Being an upland hunter in the south nowadays unfortunately means a lot of travel to try and find birds for my dogs. This means it's even more important that my map scouting is reliable to justify the effort. This is where Onyx comes in. I can honestly say that Onyx directly impacts the level of success I find on my trips. Whether it's the private versus public land boundaries, the expanding number of unique layers and features by state, or the 3D mapping capabilities, my initial step in planning my hunting trip starts with Onyx. To know where you're going, you have to first know where you stand. Check out Onyx Hunt Maps and use code G. GDIY 20 at checkout to save 20%. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. GDIY profiles are bonus episodes that tell the stories of how your everyday handler got into the gundog world. You will hear plenty of examples of what to do as well as what not to do and how they learn from those experiences. These episodes are being put out to tell the honest stories that we as do-it-yourself dog handlers can all relate to. If you think it would be a good fit for a profile episode, please go to gundogityourself.com and complete the form and we may get back to you so that you can share your story. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the GDIY Profile. This week we have Sydney Smith on the line with us. Sydney, how are you doing tonight? Awesome. Doing great. How about you? Uh, living the dream as always. Can't complain. So go ahead and tell everybody where you're from and what kind of dogs you have and what got you into the gun dog world. Wait. Um, yeah, my name is Sydney Smith. Like you said, I live in Vernal, Utah, which is on the northeast side of the state. Um, currently, I I have a uh, Deutsche Strasser, um, as whether a lot of you guys know it as the GWP with a tattoo. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I um, love love my dog. He's young; he's about fifteen months. So we're just kind of breaking the ice on a lot of new things. Um, uh, you know, grew up with Irish setters. In my family we had a couple of them, and just that was my first experience with hunting. I'm a big hunter on, you know, not just upland game, but big game. And, and, uh, so that's where it all began was with Irish setters. And now that my, uh, oldest boy is just turning, he just turned 11. He can start hunting birds in Utah and 12 next year as well. Um, that's when we kind of thought it would be a good time to get a, a, uh, a bird dog. So, um, yeah. Absolutely. So good, good learning experience for both of us. Yeah, no, absolutely. So what made you, uh, you didn't want to go back down old memory lane and get another Irish setter. What made you settle on a drot? You know, I, I almost did go that route. Um, I just love the look of the Irish setter. You know, I just think they're the prettiest dog Oh yeah. Um, until you go hunt, until you go hunting with them and you have to clean up all those birds and (laughs) stickers and then it, and then it becomes not as fun. But, um, 
No, I, I uh, had a uh, co-worker um, that um, kind of turned me on to draughts. He had one, and, and I was, you know, thinking of maybe a GSP or a poodle, a poodle pointer. Kind of kept going back and forth. And where I live now in northeastern Utah, we, uh, we don't have the upland games. We have a few chuckers and grouse. Um, pheasants is just kind of in a couple areas, but we, we have a decent amount of ducks and geese. And so I thought, man, it wouldn't be sweet if there was a dog out there who just can do it all. And that's when he's like, I know the dog that can help you out there. So <laughs> I was about um, to say, asking that, a drought guy that. Yeah. Drought guys are going to be real <laughs> quick to tell you, well, if you want a dog that can do anything, here you go. This is what you want. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it's uh, and after that, it's just, it was just kind of a, you know, just a, just been a great dog. He's just been a good family dog. And, and, and it, it really, really took some major convincing to get this dog. Like when I first got married to my wife, I like, let's, you know, before we started having kids, we're like, let's get a dog first and, and, um, see if we can, you know, if we can at least not kill this dog and then we can start <laughs> having kids. But <laughs> I, I wanted a gun dog and she wanted a, a lap dog and we settled and got a, uh, poodle Shih Tzu, so it's also known as a, a poop shit. So uh, that's uh, what you call compromise in a marriage. You just let the wife pick out what she wants. There you go, so, happy wife, happy life. Exactly, and we we had him for twelve years. We lost him this year, and um, and then you know it was just perfect timing that we got this pup. And and still, she kind of went back and forth. She didn't want it, and. And, uh, I, it all went down how I convinced her into this dog is, um, I recently completed this Ironman race to, you know, long triathlon and, and I, I, and I begged her for it and I, I didn't really want to bring it up because she knows I'm just going to bug her until she says yes. So <laughs> the night before the race, I showed her pictures of the puppy, which is a, you know, a really good tactic. Oh yeah. And you know, I said, all right, when I cross the finish line. I don't want a yes or no now. I want a yes or no after I finish the finish line. Once I cross it, then let's decide. So, it, you know, I finished this, you know, cross the finish line and made it back to the hotel room. And, you know, we're all on cloud nine because we just did, you know, kind of a joint effort to get this done. And and she said yes. So that's uh, this pup's been a magical <laughs> blessing to our family because it took a lot of convincing power. So I got, I got to ask though, did you use a 12 year old boy to your advantage? Did you have him uh sweet talking mom during the week while, while you kind of let it lay yep. dormant and just say, you know, let him put, throw the puppy dog eyes on her and say, you know, how much he oh, wanted a hunting yeah. dog. Yeah. That was her thing when she was contemplating it. She's like, well, Parker would just love it. That's my oldest boy. Parker would just love it. And, and so I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, you know, I know you said yes. And I, but you're still kind of on the fence. Why don't we just take the kids to go see the puppies? <laughs> just go see the puppies. We're we're not gonna go get one. And do, you know, in the meantime I went and got a kennel and I threw it in the back of the truck when she wasn't looking and and uh we headed to the next town over and, and uh, sure enough, you know, I told the kids to really, you know, give mom the pressure and make <laughs> her feel guilty. So uh, that's some good tactics right there. So, uh, how's it, how's it been since you got the pup home? Has, has Parker been helping you train them up and get them ready for hunting? Is it kind of a family ordeal getting the dog ready and, and, uh, how's that playing out? Yeah. So a lot of the, the basic obedience of trying to get everybody involved. I was just, uh, some of my you know, buddies that 
have this dog or, or I had two, two friends that actually have the freedom. And, um, they, uh, that was a big thing for them to, or for us to do is to just, you know, it's everybody's job to do the basic training, you know, that stay, don't, you know, come over here, go outside, that kind of stuff come. And, uh, you know, for my son, um, we're, we're working on some of the collar stuff. Uh, we did a, you know, pheasant hunt, uh, together. We did a dove hunt, which was our very first gig. Um, and that was a lot of fun was, uh, these Eurasian doves, which we, we killed a uh, 170 of them. Mm. We, I mean, I felt bad for my dog, but he really got his, his, uh, um, his work in for him, but it was just an amazing, amazing hunt. We did it with, uh, a couple, uh, I helped help in this program called disabled outdoorsmen. And, and, uh, we take a bunch of people out that are, have disabilities in wheelchairs, prosthetics and, uh, that was an event that we did where we had these, uh, this property that had a lot of Eurasian doves, which, you know, we can, we don't even need a license for those in Utah. We can choose them as you want, but it was a good, good experience for everybody to try and try to get the hang of it. Like I said, it was my son's first time shooting and, uh, I think he's hooked because now he wants to go again. Nice. Can't ask for anything better than that. No, sir. So, so you've done some dove hunting. You said you've done a little bit of pheasant hunting, you know, describe how you went about training this dog. You know, you mentioned also earlier the, the duck hunting, is it, what's it been like kind of stepping in and training your first dog since Irish setters way back in the day, you know, what sources did you use and, uh, how, how much of a learning curve has it been for you? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I, now, I wish I could go back in time and say, all right, before you get this dog, you should get all your ducks in a row. No pun intended, but <laughs> it, there's just there's certain things I wish I would have done a little bit different. Um, but one, you know, I, you know I, re- I really wanted to get this dog trained in um, uh, VJP, and we got it all set up and, um, you know, got them going on birds and tracks and, and, um, rabbits and but the problem what we had was like it was in march of this year and like a week before they called and said they canceled it because of covid mm. then it put us in a real big bind on you know trying to get them tested again and and then the big game hunts came and then you know i had family and so it was really really hard that was kind of one thing i wish i would have started first is get them get that going um you know training training this dog Versus the Irish setters. The Irish setters, we growing up, we lived in a, next to a field that had um, pheasants, so we had a lot of good practice there. Um, with this dog, though, I, um, my buddy has pigeons, and um, you know it, it's kind of hard to find the right time for me and him to connect to get the pigeon um, you know, uh, testing with those. And so I, I kind of wish myself, you know, especially listening to your your pigeon podcast recently that uh I, now i kind of want to get me some pigeons i don't think i'm going to race race them but now i kind of want to race uh get a few pigeons in the backyard oh yeah no it's it's definitely uh helps out when you have pigeons right in your backyard that you can go go uh work on on a more regular basis for sure yeah so that's that's been that you know I, i'm not you know gonna lie i'm no expert in this a while you know i'm just probably a prime example of some of your listeners that you know i didn't want to spend the money to send them somewhere and 
and I enjoy the training myself. It's been fun, and you know, at the same time, it's been super frustrating. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say the word, but it starts with an F. Yeah. Um, force, force fetch. That that there has been. It he picked up faster than I have, which was nice. But then once we started transitioning to the collar, it feels like it's just gone out the window. So oh. it's it's been up and down, and and you know, really, as much as I love to get it tested and and go you know in these competitions bottom line the main purpose of this dog is to it's going to be a good family dog i can go hunting with and i don't have to you know get stressed out about tests as much but uh, although that they would be fun to do i just i really wanted a good hunting dog that, that the family can love at the same time for sure absolutely so you mentioned force fetch where are you done with that or are you still trying to Tighten that up with the e collar. Yeah, tighten it up with the e collar. Um, he's he's gotten. You know, I, I mean, it, I, really, it's weird. It's, it's almost seems like the time of the day. Like I, in the first thing that morning, I like to, to hit it right when I get home from the gym with him, and he'll get it for a little bit, and then he'll kind of just say, "No, I don't want to anymore." But in the afternoon, man, he love he loves he loves the fetch. So it's it's just weird. It's, he's kind of a, I try to figure this dog out. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he, he, he likes it. Sometimes he's just like, no, I don't, I really don't want to do this today. Yep. Yep. So he may just not be a morning dog, just like people. Some people <laughs> just aren't morning people. Uh, all right. So you're saying I should put coffee in his food, huh? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Give it a shot. See if it goes. You might, you might have a, a brand new, uh, world-renowned training method right there just caffeine your dog up and go for it <laughs> yeah that's what one thing i do love about this dog is that he's just he's got this great hunt drive and it's just you just from well, very similar to my personality i just that's all i i really like to do in my free time uh but then the thing i hate about this dog is he's got a great hunt drive and, <laughs> and so he'll get into things like like skunks i cannot He's oh, already been God. sprayed twice this year, and it's been a it's been a a battle. Yeah, a battle with the stumps. Oh yeah, I, I I still man. So Lucy got into two skunks this year, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I don't know what I hate more, skunks or porcupines right now. And and I guess I have to give <laughs> the edge to porcupines because porcupines can actually like you know obviously harm your dog, and and it's a little bit more. Uh, a little bit more important to make sure that you you handle that situation correctly skunks it's just man it just it's it's rough but you know at the end of the day it is just a bad smell but man it's it can definitely ruin your day and then it, it could lingers around it gets on the collars it, it just sucks yep oh i think my my uh back of my truck still has a hint hint oh. of smell there's <laughs> something in it right now yep so so when you tie up force fetch, what you know, what are, what are your plans as far as training goes? You know, I, I know it's hunting season now, and you're talking about how you you're you're really planning on hunting them hard this season, his first full season. Uh, but training wise, you know, what what's your next step? Are you are you going to bother with any certain level of steadiness unless you train or unless you test, or you know, what's the next step for you? Uh, well, right now it's going to be a lot of hunting. Um, once, once I think comes spring, we'll, we'll, we'll focus more on it. I mean, being that this is the first year, I, I know that it's going to be a, uh, um, somewhat of a wash 
just because uh, it's going to be a learning experience for both of us. Uh, we are there's some of the areas that I have access to um, are going to be in fields, and I feel confident, you know, especially after the some of the hunts that we've been on, that he could go get the bird and bring it back. But over water, I'm not 100% sure if, you know, and I know the force pitch comes a lot with that, with, you know, when the water's, you know, you know, it's 10 degrees outside and yeah. he's not going to want to get in the water. And and I know that's going to help. So that might be something that um, might be the focus for next year. Uh, he has a real good point. Um, his woe is pretty good. Like he, he feels, I feel pretty good on the woe. Um, you know, gun shy. He's not has has no problems with that. He's got a good search. Uh, um, you know, he, he doesn't stay too close, but he also gives pretty good distance. Um, yeah, I yeah. There's a lot of like I said, a lot of it's going to be just I'm going to be learning as well as him. I know it's like you said in some of your shows. The first dog usually is not trained like your second dog. The second dog you tend to do a lot better. Oh yeah, that's that's true with every dog you go through. You know the the first dog's not going to be as as better off than the second one. The second one's going to not be as good as the third one, just from a training standpoint. You know, obviously some of these dogs have it in them. It's just our knowledge and and experience on bringing that out in them. So it's it's important to realize that you know, like you just said on your first one, you're really just learning, and then you you have those lessons that you can just roll right into the next one with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I don't know if I can get a second dog as much as I want one <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you, you uh, just have to come up with a new new strategy. I think you said, you know, Parker's your oldest son, but you, I, I take that to mean that you have another son, and that that just means that he's got to have a hunting dog eventually too, right? Yeah, it's true. It's very much. You got I might have to use that tactic. Uh, my dad, <laughs> he says one of the biggest arguments him and my mom had growing up is that he just showed up with a, you know, an eight, eight, eight or $900 back in the day for an Irish setter purebred. And he just showed up one day with it. And my mom's like, you didn't talk to me about this. And <laughs> that was the biggest, they, they talk about that was their biggest fight. He, <laughs> he, he went, he drove like 10 hours to go get this dog. And she made him drive all the way back. And he went all the way to the breeder's house in his driveway and just like started getting emotional about it because it's such a cute pup yep. and turn all the way back and just say, I'm just going to have to face this wife. I can't face this pup. So they, they fought over it for a while. And eventually, you know, they, they, she, she loved the dog just like one of the kids. So it's fine. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So uh, real quick, you know, we, we love getting training stories and relatable stories that we we as dog owners and do-it-yourself owners can relate to, especially when just figuring it out. So, I mean, is there, you've already mentioned skunks, you know, your your dog's not a morning dog, you know, what? give us a good training story to, to end this and one that just pretty much sums up some of your frustrations or something that you look back on and just can't help but laugh at. Oh, well, it, it, uh, so I, one thing I like to do in the springtime is sheds. Um, so we got, you know, elk and deer and, um, mule deer. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and, and that's another 
one reason why I kind of wanted to get this dog too is just to to get him exposed to that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it was it was kind of funny. We you know he was young, so he, the whole command of uh, getting him to come wasn't the best now where he's like now like he'll come like his life depends on it but you know when he was a pup he you know he kind of gave me the i don't know if you know i should listen to you kind of attitude yeah and uh um and we had been training on sedge as a pup we kind of do a lot of that down a narrow hallway and try to bring it back and it was his favorite toy and and he had he had found some like i'll kind of walk around and he kind of get into some and it was just one day that we were up on this hillside and he dropped down to this big thick of cedars and I just could not find him. He would not come. What the heck? And I just thought maybe a bear got into him or a cougar because we were a lot in that area. So I finally, I come back down the hill and then he's like six months old. He's not very big at all. Yeah. And sure enough, he had found a, a deadhead, um, of a, you know, a little, little buck that he was trying to grab. And I was just like, just on cloud nine. I just felt so bad getting mad at him. <laughs> it was it was the coolest, you know, experience and that's that's just, you know, one of the many cool memories that we've had and the skunks are probably the lowest of the lows. Oh but, yeah. Uh, everything else has been good. Awesome. That's that's great. That's fantastic. Well, Sydney, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your stories and you know, I hope I hope you have a great hunting season with your dog and Parker and uh, you know, really develop that that love for gun dogs and hunting within Parker and your other kids and and uh look forward to hearing how how the dog turns out moving forward. Hey, oh thanks. Absolutely, man. We'll keep in touch and thanks for having me on. Thanks for your uh your show. I guess I just got turned on to your show not too long ago. Someone pointed out your your uh podcast and it's been uh I'm I am almost caught up to a lot of it, so it's been good. I had to listen to Force Fetch a couple times. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like, okay, what am I doing wrong here? Yep, just keep well, at thank it. Thank you. Yep, no, absolutely. That's why we do it and appreciate it. And uh, again, thanks for coming on, and we'll talk soon. Okay, have a good one. Thank you for listening to GDIY. If you enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a moment to rate, review, and share with a friend. Also, be sure to follow us and our partners on Facebook and Instagram under Gundog It Yourself. If you really enjoy the podcast and would like to contribute even more to the future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Gundog It Yourself. Thanks again and happy hunting. Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup just have to replace it again and year go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want if you're considering changing your dog's food soon then be sure to check out yukanuba pro performance their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance they also now have the new puppy formula to help your pup start strong and live active when looking at all the different food options remember yukanuba to help power their ultimate performance 
Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.